Creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. Welcome back to the Seaboard Podcast. In this episode, I welcome Grace Costa to the podcast and we talk about the value of creating an image library both for yourself and supporting your clients to do the same. This episode is literally packed with inspiration and practical advice. I think we've always got something to learn and Grace gave me some fantastic insight into how to manage my image library to save time and be more efficient. And also how to think more expansively in a photo shoot, particularly when it comes to the breadth of imagery captured. Grace is an all-round creative soul. She's passionate about encouraging others to reach their creative potential. Grace is a photographer, a podcaster, and a creative mentor, specializing in brand imagery for female entrepreneurs and also for large corporate organizations. As a mentor, she hosts masterclasses on the art of photography and building your creativity through storytelling. And get this, in 2017, Grace presented a TEDx Canberra talk, no less, sharing the story of her own creative path. What I love most about this episode is there's so much you can take away and put into action in your own image library and therefore in your business. And what I love about Grace is she's creativity first. Everything she says and does is driven to achieve a stunning result. I hope you enjoy this chat I had with my chum as much as I did. Hi, Grace, and welcome to the C Word podcast. I'm very excited to have you here for this chat today. Thanks for having me back. Lovely to be with you. Uh, Now then, we have got something we want to chat about, and it's something that you talk about when you talk to your clients, as in people who would go and have brand photography, but also I think it's a really useful conversation for other creatives who are getting photography produced for both themselves and for their clients. So this is something you talk about, which we're going to dive into. But before we do that, as always, we just need to have a little bit of a warm up, put you on the edge of your seat. Warm me up, girl. Because we've got to do the quick buy around. Yes, we do. Okay. Let's do it. What do you okay. got for me? Well, as you may or may not know, I don't, I try not to repeat too many of these because I don't like to give people the opportunity to prepare. Okay. I'm up for it. It's got it. Like it has to be your gut response. Now, there are a few rules for the quick fire round. You can't choose both. You can't put the question back on the interviewer, i.e. me. You can't answer a question with a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't pick something else. You've got to pick one of the two. So many rules, Beck. <laughs> it's not good for a rebel like me. 
Well, we'll see if you can stick to some rules here. Let's try it. Okay. So I'm going to give you a choice of two things and you've just got to pick your preference. Are you ready? Go. Okay. Black and white or colour? Black and white. <laughs> that took a moment. It did. It was a hard choice. Why do you choose black and white? I think we should dwell on this one a bit. Given more. I think I just thought of two things. I love black and white photography, historical street photos in black and white, just really attracts me. And I also love dressing in black and white. So <laughs> I don't know. I am today. Like, I I'm in black. I love black. I wear a lot of black. <laughs> okay. Black and white it is. Now, poached eggs or blueberry pancakes? Um, no. Poached eggs. Netflix or the ABC? Oh, Netflix. Who's <laughs> choosing the ABC? I don't know. ABC is too smart for me. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> uh, sand or snow? Sand. Hate so being what? cold, although I do live in one of the coldest cities in Australia. <laughs> what are you doing in Canberra? I've Can't been looking wait. at the weather because I'm. this is, well, it's my second winter up here in Queensland. And so far, I haven't really gone and felt the real, everyone's like, oh, you know, Queensland's so warm, you're so lucky. I'm like, not really noticing it until just this weekend. And I noticed the weather forecast, because now I've got to have a look like what's happening in Sydney, what's happening in Melbourne. And we were like 14 degrees warmer than Melbourne. And I think Mm. it was about 11 degrees warmer than Sydney. I was like, yeah, yeah. Now I'm feeling it now in the winter. Okay. Blog or podcast? Podcast. For you, that's what you prefer to consume. Yeah, absolutely, because reading slows everything down. Yeah, check. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Heels or flats? Flats. (laughs) You're very decisive on these ones. Yeah. Do you ever wear heels? Mm, Not much. No, same. To a wedding and whatever. Yeah, same. I used to wear heels all day, all day long in the office. Now I'm like, how did I do that? Who was that person? (laughs) Uh, networking event or quiet time at your desk? Networking. I'm a networking superhero. It is my zone of genius. Oh, we should have done the podcast on that, Grace. (laughs) I love making new friends. I love chatting with complete strangers. I love the buzz. It actually gives me energy when I meet new people. So it gives you energy, but do you find you need to then recoup that energy no, afterwards no, no no recouping no I'm buzzing for hours afterwards I'm so right we're gonna have to like have a little diversion it fuels here. me like you've just put petrol in my tank so what is your top tip for networking smile smile <laughs> yeah start with a random question oh give um, us an example of a random question that you would ask oh so what did you eat for breakfast this morning <laughs> poached eggs or blueberry pancakes (laughs) rather than hi how are you what's your name my name's grace just be different i love that then you'll be more memorable and then somebody will want to continue talking with you that's a great tip thank you grace just Hmm. put that one in the in the archive and then final question glass of wine or cup of tea uh neither well, you, you're now ignoring the rules, Grace. Cocktail? <laughs> That's my answer. Cocktail with wine in it. I will accept that answer. Okay, fine. 
Wine makes me sleepy. Oh, does I it? Like, yeah, I don't like many teas. Maybe peppermint tea. All right, I'll let you have one. Maybe I'll add that to the list of rules that you can have now one. Now can we have cocktails? It is after midday. Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> I don't drink. It would have to be a mocktail for me. Yeah, mocktails, they're still fun. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for indulging me in that, Grace. That was fun. Now we get to the nitty gritty stuff. <laughs> Let's talk business. Let's talk business. So what we were going to talk about, which I think is a really interesting topic, and it's not one that comes up specifically when people are thinking about their brand images, which is building an image library and what the opportunity is in doing that, what that looks like, how you go about doing that. So we're going to have a chat about that. Before we get into that, I just wanted to take a step back and ask you how important your photos are to your brand. How important is it to have the right photos? It's really vital because the the way you share your brand visually is and like sh- shares your experience and it shares your um your brand values and like your brand standard actually so it's important because depending on where you are in your business journey the images can really set you apart from an, another business similar to yours Um, But it also shows the standard you are in your business. So what I mean by that is if you are only using, say, photos taken on your mobile phone, they're a little bit soft, they're low quality, you know, they're just taken on the fly and your whole brand is using images like that, it has a certain feeling around it. It has a certain approachability as opposed to another business that has professional images right throughout and you don't see anything shot on a mobile phone that's low quality that's just shot shot on the fly so they're like chalk and cheese and I think as a brand you need to make a decision for yourself are you going to be the chalk or are you going to be the cheese are you going to have that elevated quality image in your brand so it's it's really about the quality of the like the technical quality of the image really isn't it I think so, yeah. I think at first glance, that technical quality, yeah. At first, because, you know, we're seeing things at first glance without an explanation, without a description, you know, on on the surface level, how does everything look visually? And if the images are done right and done professionally, it stands out, your brand will stand out as a professional business as opposed to somebody who's just doing everything with low quality you know, they look like they're somebody that's on their way. Yeah. So the image can still feel relaxed and casual and be an expression of your personality, but it's just in its execution, in the quality mm. and the sharpness of the image, for example, in the lighting that just has that quality to it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. So it's something that we should be investing in. And I get that. I'm completely on board with that. So if you're planning a brand photo shoot. So that might be a personal brand shoot, or if you're a bigger organization, you might have a team, then it's, you know, it's not just a personal brand, it's potentially Mm -hmm. all of you. What should you be thinking about? What should you should you consider when you're planning for that shoot? I like to ask my clients to consider what sort of marketing activities do you have coming up throughout the year that you're going to need specific images for? That's a great question. Yeah, and and that might be something like 
you plan to launch a group program in six months time, you're going to need images for your Facebook ads or your Instagram ads. So then they need to be a specific format that you need to plan for and you need to ask your photographer specifically to create that for you. Um, other things to consider are the specifics of your website. So not just, oh, I just need five images for my website. Let's go through your website pages and specifically identify what formats, vertical, horizontal, on this page do we need to create? Um, we need some new images for your about page, you know, a banner image that we're going to create specifically or service. Let's photograph some things that represent your service and visually describe what your service is, whether you're um, a solopreneur or an organization. You know, a lot of graphic designers out there are doing icons to describe services on a website. But how about we change that up and we get our client to do specific photographs describing those services and those products. So you can think about things like that. Of course, you want your tight headshot. You want to specifically get a very plain background for your headshot so that it translates really well on LinkedIn, smaller icons. Um, you're going to have photos for your email signature. The list goes on and on. All your digital touch points. So what sort of brochures do you print out? What PDFs do you send? What are your opt-ins? Your opt-ins can have multiple pages, but have you thought about putting your little face at the bottom corner of every single page so that you're memorable? If somebody prints out your workbook or your opt-in, you know, your face is there along with your Instagram handle and all your contact details, put your face on every single page. Um, consider, are you doing presentations throughout the year? Like are you presenting to an audience and you're going to do some slides put your photo or a photo that represents your business on every one of those slides or right throughout. The list is endless. And you make a couple of interesting points. I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions on that. With the headshot, the tight in headshot, you mm. know, everybody thinks of that really corporate, you know, three quarter shot. Is it important that that would be on a white background or because you said plain background. So define that a little bit more. Okay, so a plain, non-distracting background, which means if you're in front of plants, that's distracting. If you're in front of a plain white, grey, black, blue, red wall with nothing else on it, that's a plain background. Nowadays, you can do simple background removal in Canva and make the background white, but I highly, highly recommend that people's tight, small headshot has nothing in the background at all so that it, okay. it's easily viewable and your face stands out when it's produced small we've said that we want to talk about image library specifically so just tell me what is an image library how does it differ from going and getting just like your linkedin headshots okay so an image library is actually the same as a library full of books it's i've got a variety of different imagery all customized to your business so it's built up of a lot of different folders slash categories of photographs. And so we can categorize it like this. You're going to have a folder for your headshots and they are just your headshots, not your personal branding, not full length. It's just the tight headshots go in one specific folder. 
Then secondly, you're going to have your personal branding shots. You're going to segment them separately and they're going to be made up of you showing your personality. I thought you, you were going to showing... say something else then, Grace. <laughs> you showing your, huh, what? <laughs> it's not that kind of shoot. <laughs> no, you just show your personality. So your personal branding is all about you, right? So you want to translate what it looks like and feels like to work with you, what, what it feels like to be Beck Hughes. Let's translate that visually through photographs. So images um, of you working at your desk, of you pulling out your um, Pantone color swatch, the tools of your trade, you using the tools of your trade. You know, if you're a photographer, you'd have photos of you with your camera gear, packing your camera bag, um, you know, setting up something. Graphic designer loves to draw or plan things in a gorgeous graphically designed notebook so let's see that uh, so your personal branding is probably your biggest segment of your image library and if you get personal branding shots done once or twice a year that's going to continually grow throughout your business and you can you know reach for those images as you go and then third category is going to be what I call storytelling images so these can be made up of stock library images that you've sourced from a professional stock library, I would put them in their own folder so that you know that they have a certain flavor to them. You didn't create them. Your photographer hasn't done them because stock libraries have their own look as far as I'm concerned. So I want to segment them because I will use them differently to the ones we've created purposely for me. Then the other storytelling images uh, are going to be in a separate folder and they are the ones that a photographer has custom created just for you that specifically speak to the storytelling aspect of your business. Then if you are a product-based business, you're going to have a folder of product-based photos. They're going to be in separate folders. One is for what I call shop images and they're just your product photographed on a plain seamless background. The second, a lot of product images are more lifestyle-related product photos. And that comprises of images of people using your, your product. So if you are a tea company, we want to see hands-on, we want to see humans using your tea, putting the tea into a funnel thing, a tea funnel thing. A uh, tea, tea cup. <laughs> yes, that's you it. didn't choose tea, Grace. I don't expect you to know anything about tea or have the right words. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so funny. Um, yeah, that's right. So yeah, you're going to use, like, let's see the experience, what it looks like to use this product. So the images are surrounding that. Uh, they need to be in a separate category. And then lifestyle images. So general lifestyle images. They can be made up of anything that relates to your lifestyle or the lifestyle of your product or service. The final one that I want to think about is texture images. So this is specifically useful for graphic designers. These are images, you can do them yourself or get your photographer to do them, where they are just plain textural background style images that of nothing specific, but they're useful for layering. They're useful for design. They're useful for cover images. So it might be images of, say, all the autumn leaves on the ground or gorgeous flowers or the sky with chunky clouds 
So if you had a whole bundle of images like that, that you can resource in your own collection, then you know as you're going through your designs or um, you know getting your client to get a branding shoot, you know that that sort of stuff is going to be useful. Even think about your blog feature image. So many people are using stock images and it just is so same, same. So if you got your photographer to create you specific blog feature images that are related to your business or you as a personal brand, I think that would be an awesome thing to add to your image library. What I loved about that was you talking about putting them into folders. <laughs> I've got lots of nice images, what I would describe as personal brand images. And every time, you know, for example, I do the podcast, every cover image is used, it uses an image of me. And there I am scrolling through all those images endlessly. So I love that you said that because I think that's a great idea. Now, can we just quickly go back to the storytelling images? Because I'm keen to just get a really clear definition, if you like, of how they might be different to your personal brand, the personality images that you talked about. So it could be something like a flat lay image. So if you created a custom range of flat lay images, they, they are what I call storytelling images because the props you use are related to your business. So for instance, a graphic designer would put the Pantone book on say a clean pink background, the Pantone book, a pen, a coffee cup, and some glasses cute eyeglasses you know and just doing a flat lay like that just tells the story of your brand it's got the color palette if you kept all the colors all sort of mono monochromatic all in the pink tones because your brand is pink then that is a storytelling image that you can use on your blog feature image you can use it on your um, pdfs your workbooks you know title pages for something it's really usable so that's an instance where you can ask your photographer or create it yourself do a whole range of those flat lay images to start building out the story of your brand and even your personality for instance you could do I did one I love wearing glitter or um, metallic shoes so I just put the shoes on a colored background and you know photographed it with lots of negative space so that I could add text or even a paragraph and just lay that up as a as a graphic sort of template um, for future use. So storytelling images can be like that or they can be say you do yoga it's a real passion of yours as a personal brand. Let's photograph the yoga mat rolled up and your sneakers next to it or you know you're really passionate about Flowers, flower arranging. Let's see flowers being thrown through your Instagram feed to share, showcase a little bit of the storytelling element of what makes you interesting and what makes you different to another graphic designer or another business owner out there. I think the best part of that, Grace, is they're ownable images to you. Like you said, they're not library images. You know, we go searching for library images that will say something about us or about our personality many steps better than that is actually it's a unique image that someone's not going to see 20 times because someone got it from Unsplash. It contains real things that they own. Yeah. Which is really and nice. Also, it prevents that overwhelm when you're searching on a stock library. I've tried it myself and I don't use the stock libraries often because of that overwhelming feeling, even though the keywords are really dynamic and you can find what you need. 
once it's delivered to you, all these options, then you've got this overwhelm of what to choose, what really fits my brand aesthetic. So if you've got a photographer that you trust and that you're using on a regular basis, you can even hire them just to do the story-based images and you've had your branding shots done for the year, go and hire them just to do the story-related images so that everything is designed specifically for you and it feels like your brand. Yeah, it's a great one. You go into a photo shoot thing, thinking, right, I've got to get lots of pictures of me now. It's my face. It's me doing stuff. But actually those kinds of images are the ones that make a really nice backdrop to a quote tile or a text tile on socials, for example, or a story. There's lots of ways to use it that you then haven't got to reach for a library image. And even how about you ask a photographer to do, you know, shots from above of you typing at your computer or you using your Wake Home tablet, because that's a tool of the trade that's specific to graphic designers and photographers, showcase you putting your hands on the camera dials, you know, shot from above. That's not you, but it's you in it. That allows you to write captions related to you as a service provider. And then you can start writing about why you use this tool and how it helps you in your business. How often do you think it's important to refresh your like personal brand imagery? Uh, I think if you can manage it two times a year more, if you're a coach, if you're a coach or really heavily a personal brand and your face, you know, needs to be seen on a regular basis, you should be doing them a few times a year. I know a lot of people can be hesitant on the investment, but when you think about it, it's tax deductible. It's the most, one of the most valuable assets in your business besides yourself that showcases who you are, what you do, your brand values, why wouldn't you invest in that multiple times a year? Set aside that in your marketing budget and you want your brand to speak to your ideal client and showcase how professional you are. And it also, as a business owner, gives you that confidence stepping out into the online world because you know you look good. It makes a huge difference. I can speak from personal experience. Designers obviously also commission a lot of photography on behalf of their clients or support their clients to go out and get imagery if they're designing a website for them or if they're developing, like doing a rebrand. Part of that process is very often, right now you need to go and get a photo shoot done. Mm. And sometimes designers get really heavily involved in that. They might be on the photo shoot or they might be helping to write the brief. In that process of a designer working with their client, how important do you think it is that they should be perhaps encouraging their client to think more expansively and build that image library? I think it's really important, especially because this business, you know, intends to keep going on and on. So the image library continues to build along with their business. So I think a graphic designer can help their client with that by encouraging them to shoot more than just their website needs. But even if it is starting with their website, what a graphic designer can do is they can come to the photo shoot if they've got the time. I've had uh, designers come as well. And what I have found really handy is because photographers tend to crop really tight and they, they have their own vision of how an image is best portrayed, a graphic designer will want to change that slightly and broaden the um, the viewpoint and make it wider so that they can crop to their needs and add text on the left-hand side and have negative space in there so they can add their design elements. So having 
that collaboration and that communication with the designer allows the photographer to shoot specifically for the designer's needs. More than the website, you're thinking about your marketing that's coming up. You're thinking about any products or flyers or um, digital assets that the client has. So I think a graphic designer could ask those questions and prepare the client for thinking more expansively about what they're going to build as far as images are related. Yeah, cool. And then how much do photographers appreciate the input of designers? (laughs) I don't see why they wouldn't appreciate it because it's all, you're there to help the client get the best outcome, right? And I love working with designers because they need something that I'm doing, right? So if I can help them as well as their client, that just benefits everybody. So if you don't if you don't like it, well, then I don't know what to say. <laughs> In any creative process, collaboration is obviously important. And if there are other third parties involved, if there's a web developer, a copywriter, a photographer, having that collaboration, in my opinion, makes for a better product. Yeah. You want to find a photographer that you feel connected to that is going to collaborate with you, that is really an expert in portraiture, how to move the body, how to understand how the body communicates and translates through a photograph. There's, you know, so many photographers, just like there are graphic designers that, you know, work so differently from one another. But some photographer who actually understands how to pose somebody And a lot of people tend to be scared of the word pose because they think it's going to translate and look stiff. But a good photographer will pose you and then let you relax into that pose so that it translates naturally. So it's crafted, but it's still natural. If you're looking for a photographer or you're a designer helping your client look for a photographer, what might be some of the most important things to look out for? And obviously that's going to be different for everyone depending on the style you want, but what should be some of the things that you're thinking about? I would look really closely at their portfolio and try and understand if you feel like their portraits look natural. If you feel like they do, then that's a good sign. That might be somebody you want to choose. If their portfolio is also consistent you know, throughout their portraiture, whether it's, you know, you don't want a good shot here and then the rest look a bit average, are all of them looking really mint and natural and um, the style that you resonate with, does it look like he or she is going to fit your brand as well, going to help you translate your messaging, going to help you feel comfortable, that is one key thing. Um, study that photographer, read their copy, read their brand messaging. Do they translate that they're going to make you feel comfortable? Are they going to take charge of the photo shoot? Are you going to turn up and know that you don't have to come up with the ideas yourself? <laughs> you you want to be able to trust the photographer that they've got your back. You don't have to come, you know, thinking, oh, where am I going to put my hands? Um, I haven't practiced my posing, any of that. I don't know what other ideas we're going to use. That's the photographer's job. Let them take control and choose somebody who you feel is going to take charge and have the authority and be good at their job. So I feel like I have now got a better understanding of perhaps what I should be looking to do in a photo shoot in terms of building that broader image library. And I'd never really thought of it as an image library, actually. (laughs) I've always just thought of it as a personal branding shoot. But I think by expanding the way you approach it, 
you're definitely going to get some more expansive images and some images you can use in lots of different ways. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share? Start building your image library now. Start categorizing everything. Even if you've got stuff already, just start putting things into thoughtfully titled folders so that you're going to, you know, have better workflow next time you're doing some promotions or creating new new things, new products and digital assets. And um, start planning to hire a photographer for your next personal branding shoot. Start planning your shot list and then discuss with your photographer how you can expand on that shot list and think about the things that you're going to be marketing in your business over the next six to 12 months, what you're going to need images for, and start stealing ideas. So that looks like borrowing, borrowing, you know, getting in inspiration on Pinterest, start collecting a Pinterest board. Uh, you can collect a board of saved images on your Instagram. So you just go to the little saved icon on an image that you've scrolled past and hold it down and then you can create a, a board in there. And so if between those two things, um, when you're ready to hire a photographer, you've collected your inspiration, you're seeing a cohesive look and feel for your brand and then you know how to go forward more easily. Amazing. That's a really good step-by-step guide. <laughs> Do you know my biggest takeout from this, other than think about your images as a library as opposed to just I need some shots for my website or I need some social media shots, is just don't be afraid to be creative, have a play, see what works, collect some things together that maybe express you and see how you can arrange them and take a shot on the day or lots of shots. I suppose just don't think about it as having to be, right, I've got to get through these shots and it has to be this really formal process, but it can be a creative process. It can be something that's iterative. And it's something to even start with doing yourself. If, if you didn't even have the funds to do um, professional photography right now, something you can do at low cost is make your own flat lay images. And yeah. the way to do that, all you need in your toolkit is your mobile phone, a good window. Get some natural light. Get some natural light. Um, a back background. So that can be a bed sheet. It can be a foam board that you buy from Officeworks for $10. It can be those fancy backdrops that you buy online from Hypop. And you need some props, which you already have in your office. So grab the props, grab your background, put them next to your window light. Use your phone, put on a cool filter and start, you know, creating a whole bunch of flat light images specific for your brand. Done. Well, look, I'm on my way now to go and create some folders and file my images. <laughs> You're going to get organized. I'm going to get organized, categorize my images. Now, Grace, you did mention in the very beginning that you love to listen to a podcast, but you also love to deliver a podcast. I love podcasting. So I just launched my podcast last year. It's called the Photo Diaries Podcast. Beck Hughes features on it. Yes. She's dropping Best episode ever. Epi- yes, <laughs> episode so tomorrow. <laughs> but my podcast is great for photographers who are looking to elevate their creative side of their photography journey. But not only that, we also discuss a lot of business-related topics. So for the photographers who run a business, there's a lot of episodes around business-related stuff. So it's a good mix of creativity, building out your creative process, creative thinking, personal projects, exhibitions, entering competitions, themes like that, 
and then business. So I love this podcast. Yeah, so go follow it, uh, the Photo Diaries podcast. I love that you're combining the creative elements of how you develop your craft as a creative or as a photographer along with the business stuff. If you want to be in business as any creative, you've got to bring those two things together, haven't you? They've got to meet yes. somewhere in the middle. Yeah, we, we can't sort of pretend oh, I'm no good at business anymore and just sort of use that excuse. There's a lot of education out there. So it's there to help us. Yeah, amazing. Well, have a listen and obviously have a listen to my episode on Grace's podcast. <laughs> it's a great episode. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Grace. That was so, so informative. Loads of practical tips there. And lots of inspo, which I love. I love a bit of creative inspo. Oh, my pleasure, Vic. Great to see you. It was a great chat. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at beckhughesbranding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.